0: Welcome everyone, welcome to the chat show where we talk about empathy, employment, and innovation every Wednesday at two o'clock with all the leaders from the staffing industry and, and, and great leaders from the disability community who's really making a difference in the society. And we talk about innovation and how we can really create an inclusive culture at work and promote employment for everyone. In today's show, our guest is Jill Houghton. She is um, she serves as a president and CEO of Disability in a global nonprofit, nonpartisan business to business network that empowers business to achieve disability equity and inclusion. With that note, Jill, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for this incredible opportunity, Nish
0: so jill uh, as as you know as a, as a dobe a disabled owned business enterprise we truly appreciate all the great work you do at disability in and and really influencing leaders and helping leaders understand the value of of diversity and inclusion and and uh, disability inclusion so we thank you for that with that note um, you know, we always talk about our why, and when we talk to corporations, we talk about inclusion and inclusion, which drives innovation. So uh, please share your thoughts. Uh, how do you, uh, how does this, uh, the inclusion drives innovation?
1: You know, Nish, I, I, you know, one of the beauties of our world is that no two people are alike, right? We're, mm-hmm. we are all different and I think that that's one of the things that makes the world so great and when we lead inclusively and we really include all people and I mean all people the result is innovation so for example think about things like uh, think about things like ramps physical ramps whether it's a curb cut or an access to a building mm-hmm. um, When we engaged with people, all people, including people with physical disabilities in this instance, we learned how to create a ramp. And that ramp led to an innovation that led to access, not just for people in wheelchairs, right? But for people that are pulling a suitcase Mm -hmm. or people that are pushing a stroller or people that are using a walker. You know, and if we fast forward and we look at things like captions or we look at voice activated technology when we're talking to Alexa or we're talking to Siri on our phone. You know, that's something that obviously uh, that inclusion led to that innovation, led to that technology, which is something that we can all use even if we're not blind. So my 10 year old is constantly telling me, Mommy, why are you typing? Talk to your phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. That is a truly, um, you know, that's how uh, the really our world, not only at work, at home, is also constantly evolving through this, this innovation. And uh, as you know, at Rangam, our tagline is empathy drives innovation. And what we believe, and we always talk about empathy, which which is kind of creating that inclusive environment at workplace and which ultimately it's creating really innovation at work. So um, I know you you work with a lot of great leaders from Microsoft and Accenture. So any thoughts on how these leaders, they see innovation when, when, it, when we talk about inclusion?
1: Well, I mean, like let's use Microsoft as an example and how they have really worked to uh through empathy mm-hmm. through listening and engaging with all people how they have been on this this accessibility journey right yeah. and uh, so for example if we look at their their super bowl ad in mm-hmm. in 2019 that featured accessible gaming and showed you know young children um, having the same access with accessible, you know, gaming tools, right? Or you look at things like um, the Wired magazine, and and when they celebrated their 25th anniversary, uh, and they gave these 25 leaders that have impacted technology the the opportunity to look forward and say, what's 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 going to be the biggest innovation? What's gonna drive the future of technology in the next 25 years? And Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft said, uh, it's gonna be Jenny LaFleurie and it's gonna be accessibility. Jenny's deaf as you know, she's the board chair at Disability yeah. In, and she's the chief accessibility officer at Microsoft. And they're really, you know, they're on the journey and working to drive that inclusive Uh, 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 innovative uh, products and and services that are inclusive of all people.
0: Yeah. And it's great for the business also because the way we call in our staffing world, we call this untapped talent, which is really we as a whole, as a society, we are not leveraging. So if we create the right environment, we create the right culture, that is going to ultimately help us build uh, our products and services better for our customers
1: absolutely
0: so thank you now talking about uh, you know you you mentioned giving same access to people with disability and people people without disability as you know um, the impact of the uh, pandemic covid 19 uh, uh, it uh, It has been uh, impacted as per Corb's uh, June 2020 data, uh, one in five workers uh, with disability has lost their employment versus one out of seven, which is uh, people without any disability. Uh, That makes it uh, nearly about 1 million uh, individuals or jobs uh, uh, have been lost uh, uh, in the disability community. So what do you think, what are the steps uh, uh, corporate leaders uh, need to take uh, to advance inclusion of people with disability at workplace?
1: You know, uh, I think that that's a a, a big question. Um, but I, one of the things that these um, unprecedented times have created is an opportunity, I think, for us for corporate leaders, for managers, um, for coworkers, to really lean in and to to lead with humanity, um, to to show empathy for each other. Right? It used to be that if we were on a conference call and there was a dog in the background or there was a child in the background, we might have been irritated yeah. and um, and really thrown off by that. And, thought you know how unprofessional how could they let their dog you know interrupt the call and I think that that through these unprecedented times it's been an opportunity for us to really talk about the importance of leading with humanity to showing empathy and to getting to know each other in ways that we didn't know and I think now you know we're on a call and we're in these virtual meetings and uh the new normal is like it's okay you you get to know that people have dogs and they have cats and they have kids and they have you know family members, and it's you know it's a it's a beautiful thing and i also think it's created an opportunity for us to to really stay connected with each other and to check in with each other i think that it's really really important that we're checking in with each other, and that we're we're letting people know that it's okay to not be okay,
0: yeah. and
1: um, it, to really again show empathy for each other.
0: And, and as you mentioned, you know, uh, in our a uh, uh, staffing world we call uh, boundaryless workplace, and uh, you know, work and home. There is no boundary now. It's all one, at least during this this time, this uh, during the pandemic. Um, and it is really important for leaders. Please share your thoughts and your experience. How and when the leaders, when they take the lead, uh, when it comes to uh, disability inclusion, how it's. It's really making a difference in corporations adopting this disability uh, inclusion and employment programs.
1: You know, I think what we see at Disability In, um, we see our partners um, really leaning in and uh, starting conversations, talking about things like mental health, talking about Anxiety. We see companies having virtual town hall meetings where the CEO is engaging with the workforce weekly on topics around uh, anxiety and depression. Uh, we see uh, teams playing virtual game shows on Friday afternoons, right? Uh, as an opportunity to come together and to be human or perhaps having virtual happy hours or virtual coffees, checking in, um, really using this time to, to lead inclusively and to create opportunities to talk about disability. And knowing that using the word disability is part of the human experience. It's a natural part of the human experience. We don't need to call it something else in fact, at Disability Inn, we rebranded a couple of years ago and we put the word disability in our name by choice because we think it's a strength and it's part of the human experience that we should celebrate and include. Can't hear. Oh yeah, I can't hear either. Can you hear me, Jill? Yes, I can. Okay. Oh, sorry. I my mistake. I oh. put
0: myself on mute. Thank
1: goodness uh, it wasn't oh. me. Excellent.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry good. About that. I didn't hear no. any of it. I'm sorry. It's so okay. what I was saying that you know uh, we, uh, we we leadership is the key to successful this type of initiatives. But we all know that grassroots level initiatives are very important, and we know ERG, BRG group, who really takes the lead within these organizations, and they drive this, and, and with you know full heartedly. Now, this is a very common question they ask: um, that where do I start? How do I how do I start the how part? Um, so, for our audience, uh, please share your thoughts. What are the goals and what are the methods and techniques they can use to set up the short-term and long-term goal to build that really inclusive culture and uh, uh, disability hiring programs?
1: So, you know, listen, the key is to get started, right? We can get so busy planning and never get started. So the key is to get started. And the reality is there isn't a recipe, right? It isn't that one plus one always equals two. So companies start in different places. We know through things like the Disability Equality Index, which is a benchmarking tool that Disability In created in partnership with the American Association of People with Disabilities. We, we know that there are some key characteristics that we've learned. So for example, we know that it's really important to have the support of leadership, to have a champion who uh, who will uh, support and champion disability inclusion and connect it to the business. Ideally, that person is a person with a disability. If not, then they're an ally. But you know, so for example, at a, at a company like Accenture, when their general counsel came out and identified that seven years ago he was in a a car accident and lost his leg that was really important to have the senior you know one of the very most senior people in the company really identify that he has a disability and 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 he became the executive sponsor of their disability erg and you mentioned employee resource groups and i think that you know, that's a key part of the equation. And in, in the disability community, we like to talk about uh, Ed Roberts, who was a disability rights activist in the U.S. And, and he said, nothing about us without us. And, you know, I think that that goes uh, for everything disability related, or really for that matter, any area of, di- of diversity, right? It's nothing about us without us. And for a company, the greatest resource that they have are their people. And where are you going to find your people? You're going to find your people in your employee resource groups. And you're going to find people with disabilities, not just in the disability ERG, you're going to find them in every ERG that you have. Because one in four of us have a disability and we cross every area of diversity. So, you know, finding a champion and really tapping into your people are key parts of building that inclusive culture.
0: You're muted again. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. You are mute. Uh, mute, these three words, I'm pretty sure it's very commonly and vastly used in the last six months. So I apologize. I am having some static when I keep my mic on, so I'm just keeping myself on mute. So thank you for sharing, Jill, this is is wonderful. Um, One of the things, so I will just quickly summarize what I heard that getting started is the key, then how to champion, and then how people get get involved, uh, nothing without us without us very important and it's not just one erg all different erg groups and all champions of um, uh, of, uh, inclusion should be part of this movement within the organization and these are the the key facts anything else if i have missed you want to share uh, how to make the program successful
1: well i i think we we when we started talking today, we talked about accessibility and accessibility is key. If we're gonna really be inclusive and build that inclusive culture, it's very important that we build a culture of accessibility. And and what we know is that, that that's part of the journey. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but the key thing is that you got to get started on building a culture of accessibility and you need to work to to build it throughout your organization it's not just one component that sits over here in it and isn't connected to everything else like microsoft talks about building a hub and spoke model so really embedding accessibility in all parts of the business because it lives everywhere it touches everything, whether it's your payroll or it's your phones or it's your intranet or it's your websites or, you know, it, the list is long, your procurement. Um, the last thing that I'll say, and it's kind of an obvious, every company out there has a reasonable accommodation policy. But what we have found is that very few employees know what the policy says know where to find the policy, and managers don't know who pays for the accommodation. So I'm being pretty general here, but I think it's really important that you unearth your reasonable accommodation policy and that you place it in an area where, in multiple places, where your employees have access to it and where managers know how to pay for an accommodation. You know, connect it to your campaign related to your ERG. Connect it to your self ID data. Connect it, you know, put information out there in multiple locations of how to request accommodation. And last but certainly not least, is that what gets measured matters. We all know that. If if things don't get measured in business, they don't count. And so it's really important to put an emphasis on measuring disability inclusion, and that involves things like your self-ID, uh, you know, and putting your data out there. It, it, measuring your spend with your disability-owned businesses, setting goals. Look, Rangam is a disability-owned business enterprise. That is something that is a differentiator. You are a diverse owned business and you're a disability owned business enterprise. And that's a huge opportunity for corporations to be inclusive of businesses owned by people with disabilities in their procurement. Because because owning a business is a form of employment. And if we're gonna impact that million people that have lost their jobs as a result of COVID, one of the ways to do that is by setting goals in your procurement and in your spend with disability-owned businesses. So, you know, there's lots of ways to go about it, but um, those are some key things that we've learned from the Disability Equality Index.
0: Love it, love it. This is excellent. You mentioned, Jill, you mentioned about setting up the goals. Um, So, any thoughts, and this is another common question, uh, corporations, they ask us. Um, the goals, setting up the goals for two years versus five years and 10 years and 20 years. Any thoughts on that? How companies look at these goals and then of course start measuring the success?
1: You know, I think that um, it's important to engage with your ERG and to connect the disability ERG to the business. Um, and for each company, uh, the amount of time is going to vary on the business strategy and, and uh, processes that the companies have in place. What we've seen is a lot of different disability ERGs being connected to a bigger executive uh, council and using three-year um, uh, plans to drive their disability inclusion efforts. But again, it's, it's a journey. And you know, even for companies that are scoring well on the Disability Equality Index, what we know is that it's, they're demonstrating that they're committed and they're identifying opportunities to do better, but it's a journey and everybody can do better.
0: Uh, absolutely, it's a journey, it's not a destination. Uh, two year, three year, five year. Yes, um we should have some metrics to measure the success. We should have some goals, but it is ongoing journey. And, and one of the other things you mentioned, that journey is not just bringing the change. It's a one-time deal. It's ongoing. um So, uh, you know, this is something I uh, always, uh, pre-COVID, I used to say the time is now. Which I have just changed my tagline to the time to act now, and it is very important. And I know you uh, you have some great uh, vision and mission at uh, at the Disability Inn. That um, what is something corporations can do right now? Because as you know, we have lost million jobs, and the recovery is going to go be slow. What do they do, and what can they do right now?
1: I'll leave leave companies with two two requests. One is register for the Disability Equality Index. You can go to disabilityequalityindex.org, and you can download the tool that lives in the public domain 365 days a year. It was created by business and disability advocates It measures six different areas, it looks at leadership and culture, enterprise wide access, employment practices, community engagement, supplier diversity and uh, non U.S. operations. And it's a tool that if you score an 80, 90 or 100, we celebrate you. If you score under an 80, nobody will ever know that you took it because it's a carrot and not a stick. And it's out there for the Fortune 1000 scope companies and the AMLA 200. So I would encourage companies to go out there, learn more at at disabilityequalityindex.org and get in the game and get started on the journey. Uh, And the last thing I would draw your attention to is that this is the 30th anniversary of the ADA this year. And while much has been achieved, there's much work ahead of us. And at Disability Inn, we launched a campaign called Are You In? Uh, So, you know, are you in for building a global economy where all people can contribute? Uh, You can go to inforinclusion.org and you can, there's a CEO statement for your CEO to sign on. To date, 19 uh, very large CEOs have signed on and there are many more to come that are signing on, calling on their peers to utilize the Disability Equality Index and to commit to advancing disability inclusion. There is a a joint investor statement. We have 22 investors that have $2.8 trillion in assets under management that are calling on their portfolio companies to prioritize disability inclusion, and to use tools like the Disability Equality Index. And last but not least, if you are a business professional, there's an opportunity for you to join in. So again, inforinclusion.org, and we are at Disability In, we are all in, um, and hope that everybody will be in with us to advance disability inclusion.
0: I'm so sorry. Um, we are absolutely at random. I would say we are all in. We are in with disability in, and you, um, and we appreciate your leadership and and your work um, you do for people with disability, and really creating an influence in corporations to create this inclusive culture and inclusive uh, workforce. So thank you for that. Any last minute comment? Uh, I still have a few minutes, couple of minutes left. Any, any thought and any, any, any last minute thought, please.
1: I, I just want to say thank you to you, Nish, and, and Wrangham. you know, thank you for your leadership, for the opportunity yeah, to work together, and for the work that you do, not only as a disability-owned business, But in the staffing industry, I mean, you're working with a lot of very large corporations to help them on their disability inclusion journey. And we know that big business needs partners. And what an awesome opportunity for these companies to partner with a disability owned business who can turn around and help them on their disability inclusion journey by sourcing talent with disabilities so uh thank you nish and thank you for your leadership
0: at rangham thank you jill thank you everyone thank you for joining uh thank you for your time we will continue this conversation in our next uh, next uh, session next Wednesday same time Talk about empathy, innovation, and employment. To create employment for everyone. Everyone inclusive of people with disability, people on the autism spectrum, and disabled veterans. So thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.